I'm Donnie Piercy, host of the Partial Credit Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, welcome back. Steve here. And today I'm talking with Jen Owen, the founder of Co-Created, a professional development marketplace. Oh, there's so much cool stuff you're going to learn today. Thanks for listening. By the way, it would be awesome if you open that app you're listening to this podcast on right now and left a review and or a star rating. What do you think? That'd be so cool. Thank you. Enjoy. Hey, not so long ago, my, uh, my wedding band broke. That's right. And it was unrepairable well that was crazy and you know and boonrings.com came to my rescue that's boon titanium rings you can find them at boonrings.com and uh by the way they're now a, an affiliate partner of ours but i also use them my wedding band is now one of their rings and it's really cool it's laser engraved and has these these neat stars on it and pistons but they came to my rescue and I got to tell you what's really cool, and it's in the name itself, they make titanium rings. This is not going to break, right? <laughs> no way. So not only can you have them personalized, but you can have them engraved, you can have them carved, you can have, uh, you can have them, uh, you know, designs with uh, um, wood, meteorite, stone, precious metals, acrylic, and uh, other inlays. You can also have uh, uh, these neat rings that, uh, I mean, just wait till you see the, the Black Zirconium and Stealth Series rings. I mean, those are just way too cool. And, and, you know, and they also make some really cool tool earrings, pendants, and cufflinks. Yeah, Boon Rings is pretty cool. That's right. You got to go to boonrings.com. And they're an affiliate partner of ours, which means that if you go to checkout and you use my code, Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12. So you want to use all caps, T-L-L-K, and the number 12. So once again, you use my code, which is all caps, T-L-L-K, and the number 12. At checkout, you'll get a 10% discount. That's right. And uh, you'll help out the podcast because we'll get a commission. So go to boonrings.com. You'll be glad you did. <laughs> You are listening to Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, a podcast for educators, helping you help kids achieve their dreams. And now here's Steve with this week's show. Jen Owen was put on this planet to be a bridge builder. She loves connecting people and bringing people together, especially in ways that break down silos or span the differences that divide us. It was this purpose, combined with her experience as an educator and passion for educational equity, that led to the founding of Co-Created. Jen holds an EDS in educational leadership and an MED in uh, urban teacher leadership from Georgia State University and a BSED in elementary education from the University of Georgia. Throughout her 12 years in the education field so far, she's had the honor of serving as a teacher, school leader, a founding member of a school startup team, and a professional development training provider. Her experience spans public and private schools, general and special education, both locally and abroad, and across a spectrum of ability, SES, race, and culture. CreateEd is the first and only professional development marketplace. The platform is transforming professional development by making quality transparent, amplifying teacher voice, and simplifying connection between providers and schools. Jen, thanks for joining me today and say hi to everyone. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm glad you're here. And uh, uh, if we could go, let, let's start this way. 
because um, you've had a lot of different experiences. And what I'd like to do is if you could go back in time to tell you a piece of advice before you started your first day of class with your students, what would you tell you? Wow. Wow. Love that question. I, I look back to my first year, which was actually in New Zealand. I had run away to the other side of the world for an adventure right after college, you know, fresh out of teacher school and bright eyed and, you know, ready for anything. And I think the advice I would give myself is to understand that teaching is more an opportunity to change the world than pretty much anything else. I really believe that education is the way to change the world. And I think early on, I didn't harness that power as much as I could have. It wasn't probably until maybe my third or fourth year of teaching that I really leaned into that. Like, all right, guys, let's talk about the real stuff. Let's really get into this world changing stuff. And uh, if I could have said that to myself early on and gotten a head start on that, I think that could have been cool. Very cool. Now, I, New Zealand. Okay, that's that's a little ways away from Georgia State and all that. A little the, bit. A little all bit. That area. Just. Did, did you go visit the Hobbit land or? Oh, absolutely. We did all the things. We, um, my now husband and I had a little minivan that we bought off a friend and we would just road trip around. And one of the coolest things about New Zealand is just the diversity of landscape there. You can be in a city one hour, then a few hours later, you could be in a rainforest. A few hours later, you could be at an iceberg or a, what's it called? <laughs> you know, the glacier. There it is. Um, you know, there's everything there. It's gorgeous. The mountains are gorgeous. Just that outdoor lifestyle. I mean, that experience was life-changing, especially for us as rock climbers. We're really into rock climbing and there's lots of opportunities for that there too. Very cool. Very cool. What a, way, what a neat way I to start. I all the time. I miss it so much. I can imagine. That's so cool. All right. So I got to ask you, because you're also a principal. Um, as a principal, what problem or challenge drove you crazy the most? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Getting back into that mode, getting my, my brain back to that place. I, I would say one thing I struggled with and hopefully listeners can relate to this is I feel like as a principal, there's so much putting out fires and reacting and thinking on your toes and having to be agile and respond in the moment. And that's all necessary. One challenge I had was breaking the cycle of being in reactive mode and trying to get more into proactive mode and, you know, putting systems in place that help me foresee those obstacles before I'm hit with them. So I, I remember reading the book, The E-Myth, back when I was a beginning principal, especially since at that time I was in this startup school environment. And that book is all about an entrepreneurial mindset. And it taught me a lot about getting out of reactive mode, getting into proactive mode. Uh, we did a lot of what we called blueprinting at that time, which is basically creating process documents so that the processes you're doing in a school are easily replicable instead of just, you know, winging it and starting from scratch all the time. It was more about building. So I remember really, really thinking hard and leaning hard into that one. And then the other one I would say is I really felt like hiring was somewhat of a mystery. I would read about it. I would study it. I would talk to mentors about it. I would do all the things they said were best practices. And still it was very hit or miss. I hired some of the most amazing people I've ever worked with and some that were not my proudest hiring decisions. And, you know, I look back on that time and think, I wish there was a magic answer. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but that was one I, I did struggle with. 
You know, that's, it's, it's interesting what you just said, because uh, both of those, by the way, would be ones that drove me crazy too. You know, you, yes. you, you spend a lot of time and if you have to have a team uh, and if you don't have a team that can protect you from being constantly reactive, that, that's the only way you can become proactive is that you have to have a team that runs that interference and they handle those things that would keep you from being able to deal with what you need to be focused on. And, uh, that, that drive you nuts. Cause you can constantly be, like you said, putting out fires and, you know, it's, I, we had uh, a situation one time where I, we're, we got all this good academic stuff going on and my team was handling something that, uh, you know, at the time, um, it became a big deal, um, to, uh, for kids to do their own version of a fight club, like the movie that uh, had come out and, oh, uh, and uh, they were uh, doing that in a bathroom just around the corner <laughs> from where I'm having this, I'm talking with, um, <laughs> you know, we're talking about all those academics and focus and all this sort of stuff. I had no clue that they were dealing with that until later in the day when they said, we need to tell you what we handled. And you know, if, if that, if I hadn't had that team, um, we would not have been able to stay focused on what we were doing and I would have been taken away. And, right, and right. I even, I even looked at phrasing. They came to you and they said, this is what we handled. <laughs> you know, they yes. had already taken care of it. That's a great team. <laughs> yes, it is. Another, another lesson early on was um, learning how to delegate. Don't try to do everything yourself. You know, I think that was a lesson I sometimes had to learn the hard way. <laughs> Most definitely. De delegating is a big deal. So, you know, it's, right. you know, it's, it's an interesting, interesting world. I, I, you know, I'd, I do want to get into that hiring thing just a minute because, yeah, I, I think you have to stand on one leg and twitch your nose and jump up and down and certain planets have to be aligned for it to work yeah, out just right. Because your horoscope that day, make sure. Yeah, because yeah, one of the things I learned is that some people just, they really have the way of, of making you think that all is good and mm. all the paperwork may look just right and the way they, and their performance, you know, with, I mean, with convincing committees, I mean, just that everything's good and then, yeah, then you find out that it's not good in Oz. Right. This is something else is wrong. And uh, and then suddenly something else works. So, you know, it's, um, yeah. <laughs> I, right now there's a bunch of HR people yelling at us going, yeah, yeah, if you just listen to us, we're good. And then, yeah. They, well, they're hopefully not... they call in to be your next guest and we can listen to all their <laughs> wisdom and learn. <laughs> yes, I can tell you, though, that uh, they haven't got the magic touch either. They're they're trying to fill their 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 little, you know, dot their I's and cross their T's. And, right. uh, and so anyway, so good. Thanks for sharing that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I think, I think there are a lot of principles going out there. Yeah, I know exactly what you guys are talking about. So. I hope so. <laughs> so let's get into your PD pursuit. Co-created. According to your website, by the way, cool website. I like the way it works. It's, it's really neat. Um, Co-created is the first and only marketplace for professional development. Uh, can you tell me what you mean by marketplace? Yes, I'm so glad you asked because I think sometimes as an entrepreneur, I can get very into the weeds and forget that, you know, sometimes I'm using this jargon that maybe not everybody knows the way that I know. So let me break it down. When I started co-created, it was because I was noticing what we call marketplace solutions popping up in all these different industries. So for instance, I can go onto an online marketplace to find just about any service that I need personally. So I could go on there and I could find a lawyer on a marketplace for lawyers. If I needed some legal assistance, I could go on a marketplace 
for stylists and find someone to cut my hair. I could go on a marketplace for dog walkers and find someone that can walk my dog, so on and so forth. These marketplaces are cropping up in every industry. Probably the most well-known one um, is Airbnb. You know, that's a marketplace where when people want to rent out a property, they find people who need that property and boom, a connection is made. So as I was seeing those marketplace solutions pop up, I thought education could really use a solution like that, especially when it comes to professional development. There's all of these school leaders trying to find high quality professional development and all of these providers, but they don't have a great way to find each other. There's not that connection point for them to get what they need and to make that business connection. So that's ultimately what a marketplace is, is just that connection point. And so co-created fills that need in the education and professional development world. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, you've got a bunch there that we're going to talk about in just a little bit. And uh, it's really cool, you know, having been a former principal and, uh, you know, working with department heads and such as they're looking for people, it'd be neat to be able to, to point them in the direction of places where they might find, find some of them, um, especially when uh, um, they don't want to just listen sometimes to the principal. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got this great person for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I can point you over here, <laughs> take a yeah. look, which, so that good stuff. So, uh, so what was, so now we understand what the marketplace is. So where's the inspiration coming from for co-created? Yeah. So across my career, you know, you mentioned in my bio, I had the opportunity to wear basically all three hats of the customer base that I'm trying to serve with co-created and in all those different roles. So as a teacher, as a school leader, as a training provider, I always noticed this pain point that each of those different parties was experiencing when it comes to professional development. So on the part of the teacher, that pain point, and it was reaffirmed as I started doing customer discovery interviews with teachers, was that teachers feel really cut out of the professional development process. They often don't feel like their voice is being heard. The professional developments they're getting feel redundant or irrelevant. And so that was the pain point for the teacher is how can we get more of their voice into this, right? And then on the part of the principal, I know when I was in that role, there were times I was looking for a really specific training and I was spending hours just Googling around trying to find what I needed or like you mentioned, reaching out in my network, like, well, who did you use for this? Or who did you use for that? And it was just never easy. It was so difficult and so time consuming. And then finally, when I switched over into this consulting space and was trying to build my own training practice, I was super passionate about the training I was developing, but still finding it really hard to get my foot in the door in this industry and to make these business connections in this new way. And so again, that kind of pointed me in this direction of a marketplace solution, because if all of the different stakeholders are experiencing this pain point, let's make something that just breaks down those barriers and makes it easier for all of them to connect with one another in ways that are really meaningful and that make quality a lot more transparent. Excellent. Excellent. That's, that's cool. So, uh, so now we got an understanding of, uh, of uh, what marketplace is and where you got your idea from. So tell us who your audience is. I mean, is it teachers, principals, curriculum directors, superintendents? Uh, who's your main target group and why? Yeah, so I'd like to say all of the above and hopefully, you know, as the platform grows that doesn't get proven wrong. Um, I've tried to build in something for everybody. So again, thinking about those pain points and thinking about those main stakeholder groups, there's features built in or coming soon into the next iteration that will meet the needs of, of all those different people. So for teachers, again, I mentioned the voice and choice piece, they're going to be able to create their own professional profiles. And when they do that, they can enter 
their degrees and their credentials and their licensing. And then over time, as they take trainings through the co-created platform, that profile will be automatically updated with the new trainings they've had. So later on when they go for a job or go for a promotion, that's like a really easy thing for them to reference and say, hey, look at all this amazing stuff I've done and all this that I've learned. Look at this learning history that I've accumulated. They'll also be able to give ratings and reviews that are publicly visible on the trainings they've received. And then they will also be able to create a favorites list so that when they find trainings they like on the marketplace, they can send those to their principal and say, hey, here's something that really does align with my goals. Here's something that really does align with my interests. And so that's a win-win for the principal and the teacher because that communication just becomes so much easier. So then on the part of the principal, again, I mentioned, you know, teachers are accumulating this learning history over time. Principals will have a high level view of that data so that when they are making these decisions about how to spend their professional development dollars, they've got actual data to go on that says, here's the overview of learning history across my staff. Here's who has what, here's where the needs are. And finally, on the part of the provider, not only will they be able to connect with clients using the marketplace by creating a listing for their services, there's also business tools built in just to make it easier. I was finding, you know, as a trainer, all those behind the scenes things that you have to do other than the training take up a lot of time. So I wanted to make sure that that was really seamless. And so that they're really feeling like this platform provides them a lot of value. Very cool. Very cool. So, and, and, and now that's going to lead me into a natural progression here, which is, uh, you know, where do you get your trainers? You know, it's so, you know, it, it, and if someone wanted to get connected to co-created as a trainer, what do they need to do? Yes, this question actually comes up a lot is where do you find these trainers? What kind of vetting are you doing? Can I trust this is kind of the, the question behind the question. So one thing that has emerged through this process is that finding trainers is difficult. So even for me as an entrepreneur creating this place for the providers to list their services has been difficult. I'm combing the internet. I'm you know, doing a little bit of LinkedIn stalking, trying to find people that are offering these services, especially some of the smaller providers, the small business owners, the one-off kind of smaller operations. I want to elevate those and make sure that they're getting the visibility to make the connections in the school marketplace. So, so yeah, it's just, it's me combing through and finding them. And it, it has not been easy. I'm up to, I think, 17 now on the platform. I've got a few more in the pipeline that are coming in the next couple weeks. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of researching, finding out who's out there, what they offer, me having meetings with them and interviewing them to see what their skill set is, uh, them sending me testimonials from their clients so I can see what their clients had to say about them. Um, so yeah, so that's some of it. And the way I decided, you know, what kind of trainings that should be on the marketplace, this whole project started right when the pandemic hit. So my business underwent this big pivot that was very difficult and the marketplace is what emerged from that pivot. And at that time I was thinking a lot about, well, education in the time of a pandemic, like, does it get any harder than that? Like there are really specific obstacles that educators are facing right now because of the time we're living in. So of course, the first thing that came to mind was I want to make sure that when principals come to my site, they can find support with education technology. Everybody's going remote. Everybody's doing virtual learning. Let me make sure that principals can easily find trainings for their teachers to bulk up those remote and virtual learning skills, right? 
The next piece is when students are living through a pandemic, they're experiencing trauma and they need social emotional support. So then I'm reaching out to practitioners who offer trauma-informed practice, social emotional learning, social emotional learning even for adults, because how can we expect adults to lead children in that if they don't have their own skill set? So those were some of the early pieces. And then as 2020 went on and we saw our nation going through basically a racial reckoning, the Black Lives Matter movement was happening, all of that was bringing a lot to our awareness. And I wanted to make sure there were some really highly qualified diversity, equity, inclusion practitioners to support school in that side of the work as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, you know, and I've, I visited your, uh, the, the page there with all the different uh, trainers that you have and, uh, and you do have a nice little assortment and uh, a nice assortment of people. And, you know, what, one of the things that I wanted you to do is, uh, can you just highlight a couple of them? Tell us about some of your trainers, you know, what's, you know, just, a couple, just. Definitely, definitely. So, you know, I mentioned some of the training areas that I wanted to prioritize. So some of the first ones were people who were in my network who I already was very familiar with the quality of their work and the amazing things they're doing. So Restore More is one group that I work with pretty frequently that's doing amazing work with restorative practices. Um, my friend Trey Gamage, he offers the one I mentioned that's adult social emotional learning. So really pouring into the adults and their skill set so that they can in turn pour into the kids they're serving. Um, for diversity, equity, inclusion, we've got Cultivated Sense. She does amazing long-term contracts with schools to really embed those kind of practices into the very fabric of the culture of the school. And then beyond that, we also, I wanted to include a lot of variety. So I wanted, if a principal goes there for one purpose, I wanted there to be some things that might open their eyes to what's out there that they may not have otherwise thought of. So for instance, I have one trainer on there who provides entrepreneurship education and teaches teachers how to cultivate innovative and entrepreneurial mindsets in students. And I have one provider on there who does civic education and helps teachers prepare students to be participating citizens in our democracy. So not only was I trying to meet these really specific needs that we were seeing, I also wanted there to be just a good variety to choose from. Excellent. And you do have, you do have, which is really Thank cool. You. So yeah, it, it, walk us through the process of using co-created. Let, let's say I'm a school principal and some of my teachers have said that they really need some STEM ideas and assistance. Uh, what would the process look like? Great. So my website is co-created.org. So you'd go there, you'd see a big orange button that says something along the lines of browse the marketplace or find a training provider. Click that. From there, you'll see all the listings. You'll see photos and titles. You'll be able to filter by what kind of training you want. So if you're saying you want STEM, you can press a little button. It takes you to the, the providers who are in that area who are providing STEM training. Read about them. Read a testimonial from their client. See what services they offer. Then the next button is learn more. You just click that, takes you to a contact form, and you get directly in touch with that provider. So that's what you can do right now on the co-created platform. We're calling this the 1.0 iteration. It's completely free. People can just go there and find these things for free. And then in the future, we're building out the additional feature set that I described before that's going to have specific things for teachers, for principals, and for trainers. But for now, it's a simple connection platform you click a few buttons and you're connected with the provider you need. Very cool. Very cool. They, uh, it, now, one of the things I want to make sure that I, I talk about here is that there's more to your, to your website um, than just hooking up with trainers. You have some really cool resources at co-created. Uh, could you share a little about the remote learning hub? Oh yeah. I almost forgot I had that remote learning hub. So <laughs> again, I mentioned that this whole thing, 
came to be right as the pandemic was happening. And equity is one of my top values as a person, as a professional, everything. And when this was going on, we noticed a huge equity gap across the country when it came to the digital divide and what students were able to access now that they were learning remotely. And I wanted to make sure that there were resources available that were really high quality. And especially when it came to our earliest learners, you know, everything we know about early childhood education tells us that sitting in front of a screen all day is not what's best for any learner, honestly, but especially our early learners, especially those like kindergarten through second grade learners, they need to be getting their hands on stuff. They need to be experiencing the learning, doing play-based learning. And so the hub I built on my website was specifically for that group to have access to hands-on activities that, you know, that are completely free. You don't have to buy extra stuff. You can go outside and find the materials there's activities that use sticks and rocks and leaves. There's activities that use um, plastic bottle caps from your recycle bin. Um, so, you know, any parent who even has access to a smartphone could go on the hub, find activities to do with their child at home. Any teacher could do the same, go on the hub, find hands-on activities that kids can do at home that require no extra materials. So, yes, yeah, so I just wanted to really fill that gap that I was seeing early on. Um, I had reached out to a few nonprofits to try to do some supply drives, found out that was a lot harder to execute than just whipping up a supply drive. There's a lot of processes involved. So I thought, well, if I can't do a supply drive, let me do what I can, which is provide learning resources and activity ideas just from my own teaching experience. So, so now you can go on the resource hub and you can find activities broken down by grade band, by subject area, and yeah, again, just hands-on stuff that you can do easily at home. And it's very cool. I had, I was having fun playing around with some of that stuff. Nice. So it's like, uh, it's easily laid out there and uh, actually kind of, um, well, I'm going to go ahead and use the term very kind of pretty the way it's All right. <laughs> when you click start, when you get the choice of boxes and things like that. So yes, I, that my, that was... my husband likes to tease me about my amateur graphic design. I, I get really way too into it. So <laughs> you're kind of reinforcing my bad habit telling me it looks pretty. <laughs> well, you have to tell me, is that good or bad? So if it's bad, then I'll say, oh, no, 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 I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tear myself away from it. That's the thing. <laughs> well, it, I got to tell you, it pays off because it looks really good. Thank all right. You. It really okay. does. So they, uh, you know, now you have some other stuff that's there, like a, like a webinar, a free ebook for signing up on your email list and such. I uh, want to tell everyone a little bit about these. Absolutely. So I want co-created to be the go-to place people think of when they think of professional development. So sometimes that's going to look like, hey, I'm a school leader. I need to hire a trainer. Let me go to co-created. And sometimes it's going to look like, hey, I'm a teacher and I need to brush up on this skill. Let me go find an article to read. Let me go find a podcast to listen to. Let me find a quick video to watch. So I want not only for there to be the paid side with finding trainers, but also a free side where you can just access one-off bite-sized professional development as needed that's free because ultimately we're all in this together like we're all educators i'm still an educator at heart no matter what my title is and so providing those free resources is such an integral part to what co-created is as a company very cool and it's uh it's all right there easy to find and good stuff and uh, so i gotta ask you you know because you you've kind of alluded to it because you talked about 1.0 and your website talks about 2.0. So, so what do you see as your next big step in co-created's future path? 
that's it. That's it. That's the 2.0 platform, which is under development now. So again, I mentioned that the 1.0 is what you see when you go to co-created now, and it's that basic free connection platform, just people who need a service, people who offer a service and connecting the two of them um, in the future. Now that 2.0 is under development, it's coming soon. What you're going to see are those more robust feature sets that I described that are specific to each of the different stakeholders. So pretty soon, teachers will be able to start creating those professional profiles that really showcase their accomplishments, kind of a brag sheet. Uh, principals will be able to see aggregated data and transparent quality with ratings and reviews so that booking these providers is a lot easier and clearer. And then and providers will just have an easier time running their business with this suite of tools that are built in and an easier time connecting with clients. So those are all in the works. Uh, we're looking at late February, early March, hopefully for the next iteration to be released and we'll just keep building from there. So that's, that's the nature of startup life is iterating. So we're at 1.0 now, 2.0 coming soon and just keep growing and building from there. Love it. Awesome. So thank you so much. And Jen, as, as we're getting close to finishing, if, if someone wanted to connect further with you or learn more about Co-Created, where would you send them? I would love that. I would love for everybody to connect with it. Uh, I am at co-created.org. That's the website. And I'm on all the major social platforms. So Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, you name it, please connect. I would love to get anyone's input. You know, when I say co-created is the name of this company, it's, it's a lot more than a buzzword to me. Like I really believe in this process of co-creation. I, I actually named the company co-created when I first started because I noticed that was just the word that I kept using when I talked about education. I, I think learning is co-created. It's a partnership between teacher and student. It's a partnership between school leader and teachers. It's a partnership between school and community. And it's a partnership between the people providing the education in the classroom and the outside professionals that supplement that amazing work. So I want co-created to be that partnership and so if people have feedback, if people have input, if people have requests for trainings they'd like to see, please bring it on. You know, that's only going to make co-created more useful to the people I serve. Excellent. And I will put uh, links to the website as well as to uh, um, your uh, social media areas and so Thanks. forth uh, in my show notes so they can find it there. So good Thank stuff. You. So uh, last two questions, Jen, and uh, the first one goes like this. When things get difficult or there are too many issues all coming at once and you want to quit, how do you overcome those feelings and keep going? Whew, that, that happens a lot. <laughs> that <laughs> feeling comes a lot. Uh, entrepreneurship is no walk in the park. Not that, you know, teaching was or principaling was. All of it has its challenges. Um, so, yeah, so those moments come a lot. I, I read recently... Uh, I read a lot of Glennon Doyle Melton. She writes amazing books and is this incredible thought leader. And she had a hilarious post recently about quitting. She's like, you know, every single day I quit. I completely quit. I give up. I throw my hands up. I sit, sink into my couch. I watch mindless TV. And then the next morning I wake up and restart. So I honestly think I need to get better of the, at that version of quitting at, at just completely turning it off, checking out, refilling the cup and then jumping back into the work. So, so that's one. And then the other one would be, I have a wonderful support network of friends who I know I can call up and just vent it all out to and then pair that with action steps. I, I'm a firm believer that venting has to be paired with action to be effective. So vent it all out and then say, okay, now what do we do? And then take the steps from there. So those are, those are my 
you know, one aspirational step to take with quitting more often. And then one that I I've developed a pretty decent habit of. Excellent. Excellent. I like those thoughts. The good stuff. Yes. Um, the quitting more often is a, is a neat thought and having yes. friends to vent to just an excellent thing too. Um, call them up and say, Hey, I, I just, please just listen. That's all I need. Yes. Just all right. <laughs> I like that. Last question. Do you have a teacher in your past who made a difference in your life? If so, who was it? And what would you say if given the chance to say, thank you? I have several, but the one that stands out in my mind the most, her name was Miss Witchman. And I met her when I was part of a joint enrollment program in my last year of high school. And it was so, so eye-opening to be in that program, to go from the high school experience to the college experience and kind of dip my toes in the water a little bit early and just see what that's like. And the college I was I was commuting to at that time, it's grown a lot since then, but at that time was known as a commuter college. The class I was in for this particular class, English 101, was made up of so many different people from so many walks of life. It was parents who had full-time jobs and were going back to school part-time. It was, you know, me, a high schooler taking joint enrollment, some traditional high schools or college students, some non-traditional. And just the makeup of that class and the diversity just really opened my eyes to life being so much bigger than my little pocket of suburbia that I had been used to. So that was beautiful. And then the teacher, Miss Witchman, was just such an inspiration of what it means to be really real as an educator, like be your whole authentic self. She was this incredible, like bra burning hippie from the 60s that was big into the feminist movement. And she would tell us these stories. And I was like, wow, I didn't even know that this was possible. So she just, she stands out for her realness and also for her willingness to elevate student voice. Like the way that she ran that class was she put us into groups and we divided up the textbook, which was actually a collection of essays that were a lot of social commentary kind of essays. And we would become the teacher. So our group would present the collection of essays from our section of the book lead the discussion. Next week, a different group does the same. And so after it was my group's turn, I'll never forget, she called me on the phone and said, how did you think today's lesson went? I, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, wait, 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 a teacher's asking me how class went today? Like, what is this world? And I, I think that was a big defining moment in who I became as an educator because student empowerment is like such a deep part of who I was as a teacher and what I believe about education. And I credit her with one of the earliest sparks of that. That's awesome. I love that. That's really cool. And what a, what a neat surprise to get that phone call. That would have been cool. Yeah, she <laughs> fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, Jen, thank you so much for talking with me today. Co-created, what a cool concept, a place to find the trainer and professional development that you need. I, I love it. You know, awesome service that you're providing, wishing you the best in all that you do. Thank you so much. I so appreciate being here and I hope listeners will reach out with any input, any comments and just make use of the platform. It's for you. So thank you. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is excited to be a member of Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio, your voice is right here. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. The opinions expressed on Teaching Learning Leading K-12 are those of the guests and hosts. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is intended to share ideas, advice, and suggestions for classroom teachers and school administrators. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is produced for educational purposes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll share it with your friends.